Praise God. Praise God. Let's say what again. Get ready to start this service. I'd like to ask Brother David if he'd come and lead us in prayer this afternoon, Brother David. Praise the Lord, church. All hearts and minds on the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Woo! Come together, Lord. By divine appointment, Father, we recognize your presence, Lord. We come, Lord. By your grace and mercy, God, knowing that you hear us, Lord. We are here for a purpose, Lord. Establish it today, God. Move in our hearts and minds, Lord, that we can fulfill your purpose in our time, in our generation, Lord. We come to do your will. Hallelujah. The body of Jesus Christ, Lord, use us. Lord, minister. Lord, you ordain the ministry, anoint them to equip, to equip us to fulfill your purpose. Let salvation be made manifest in this place, Father. Let your name be glorified, O God, lifted up. Let salvation be made manifest, pour out the Holy Ghost. Heal and deliver according to your very word. Spoken today, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. God, from this place, hallelujah, this high place, God, this place of your dominion, God, the waters of salvation will flow forth from this altar, hallelujah, over this city, over this region,
Lord, we thank you so much, Lord, for all the blessings you pour out upon us, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the presence of your spirit here. And Lord, I pray, Lord, Lord, as we give these tithes and offerings to you, Lord, that we do it with a cheerful heart, Lord, knowing, Lord, that you provide everything we need, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless it all in a mighty way, Lord Jesus. Have your way, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.
good, saints. You may be seated this afternoon. Brother Aaron. Thank you, Lord. I thought I was going to catch you before you sit down. Can you lead us into some more service? Makes you want to just bask in the God's presence. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I know we don't walk by feeling, but this feeling of the Holy Ghost is so good. Right. Amen. I tell you what. Amen. Just to be in God's presence. Yes. Amen. To know Him like we know Him. Yes. Amen. And and to uh, to fulfill that, what Jesus said, He seeks those to worship Him in yes. spirit and truth. Yes. So we're here, Amen, amen. and we're blessed, Amen, Amen, and, and it's amen. a, Amen, it's a, it's a good thing, Amen, Amen, to know God, Amen. I'm just, you know, just like the this course you're saying, you know, God, He'll astound us, yes. He'll amaze us, yes, Amen. He'll just amen. do something for us that. I tell you what, no man can do for us. This world can't do for us, but only God, in all His wisdom, Amen. And by the Holy Ghost and by His Word. Amen. Boy, you know, I I, I come and you know I, I'm humbled. Wow. Amen. I'm humbled because of what God has done for me. Amen. Amen. It's not you know I I, I appreciate the Word this morning. There's Amen. nothing like. A good reminder yep. of what God has done yes. for us. Yes. That's right. Did you know? We learned this morning, He gave His life for yes. us. Yes. Amen. And He struggled with His humanity. But in the end, Amen. He He overcame. Yes. Amen. Just as we can overcome. Yes. In our humanity. Yeah, we can overcome our humanity. Yes. Right. It's, uh, I believe sometimes we. We think it's so hard, no. but it's not. No. Not when you're walking after the Spirit. Yeah, that's right. Amen. <laughs> I tell you what, you know, I was thinking about all kinds of thoughts going through my mind, and and then Brother Harold was uh, saying something yesterday, and talking about roots. I remember my roots when I was born again, the back there in White River, South Dakota. Mm -hmm. Amen. I remember. Um, uh, we went down to uh, Denver one time to visit Brother Harold's debate. This is before they got saved. We went down, and me and my wife, and uh, some of my brother, my mom and dad, we went down there, and they weren't saved at the time. And you know what we did? We went down there and we partied. We went to the bar, we drank, we had a good time. And then we came back here to. Uh, uh, we came back here to White River, and Brother Harold and Step Betty were still down there. And it had to be, uh, I'm saying maybe uh, three, two, three years later, Brother Harold and got saved. And I remember the next time we went down to Denver, uh, this is after Brother Harold and Step Betty came back and they, they shared the, the gospel with us. And we all got saved. The next time we went down to Denver, we went down, Brother Hart was pastoring, we went down to the church, and I tell you what, the way God moved back in that day, it did something to me. Yeah. Right. Boy, it caught my attention. I said, right. man, God is so real. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. God spoke to me that first time I was down there. Yeah. And just, it did something to me. It made me understand that God is real. He knows yeah. me. 
Amen. He knows you. Amen. And he can minister to us yeah. if we just allow him yes. to. Yes. So just in those few short years, just a, a change that God brought in our family. Yes. It don't have to take that long. A change can happen just in a moment. Amen. It's up to you. Yes. It's up to Amen. me. Yes. That's right. It can happen. You know, I tell you what, all of us, if we don't know God, if we do, especially if we do, there's all comes a time when there's a defining moment in our lives. That's right. And only God can bring that defining moment. Amen. Amen. We come to the knowledge of the truth and and, and he, he opens his word to us and boy we have a revelation boy it's something that man he just makes me want more Amen. but it never stops at that Amen. there's multiple defining moments in our lives as Christians because yeah. yes. what does the Bible say from faith to faith yeah. it's always a progress a procession of amen, maturing and, and living for God and learning and understanding sure hard times difficult times it's going to take that too. Yeah. You know, I, was, uh, I, I think about when I, I, I was first uh, come into the church and a Christian. I don't think anybody really told me how difficult it was going to be. I learned that, on, you know, not on my own, but I learned that through my walk with God. Sometimes things got hard. Yeah. They got hard, it got difficult. Yeah. But, you know, we can't, you know, just give up right there. That's when faith and, and, and just trusting and leaning on God. Amen. Then when you do that, he'll get you through all those bad times, yes. those hard yes. times. Amen. And it's just, and that's how we grow. That's what we learn, yes. through trials and troubles. Yes. But I thank God for my roots back there in White River. Yes. I thank God that where God took me to different churches and met different men of God. I thank God for Brother Harv. Amen. Yes. I tell you what, you know, I appreciate your ministry, Brother Harp. I do. Amen. You know, Amen. this is how, how I look at it. Brother Harp, the, the way he ministers, I love it because he brings it with such simplicity. But, yes. Amen. You, you yes. have, it helps you understand it. Yes. You say, wow. Yes. Something so simple yes. can be so profound. Yes. Amen. When it comes by anointing Amen. the Holy Ghost. Yes. Amen. I love it. And Pastor Harold, I'll tell you what, I learned a lot from this man of God. I appreciate Brother Harold and Sister Betty. I appreciate Brother Harvey Menes. I have fond thoughts of Sister Sandra. I do. She was a woman of God. I'll tell you what, talking about love, that was her. That was her. And she had just an, an, an awesome testimony. And I always have fond memories of her. Amen. It's, it's good. You know what? I tell you what, it's good to live for God. Right. It is. It's a, it's a life that I wouldn't give up. Amen. Yep, right. Amen. Amen. Especially nowadays, because he's going to be coming soon. You can't give up now. Amen. Thanks to God, stay faithful. Amen. I appreciate you all. Amen. I'm going to call for it. A few testimonies here. Amen. We're going to stand up and just give God the glory. Yeah. Brother Rich. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
Having failed out the way I did, I was broken. Oh, the enemy used that time and again. The Lord knows I'm telling you the truth. In the first over a year in prison, I couldn't sleep for maybe two hours a night. The enemy is condemning me. You are not worth your going to hell. You deserve it. You deserve this. You don't deserve anything else but this. And that failure, man, suicidal thoughts came. <coughs> Why go on? Why try to even live for God? Just give up. Look where your sins and your failures have brought you to. This is all you are, the result of all your decisions. All for nothing. Can you imagine that? And then, man, I cried out. I said, God, Walking by the weight pile, he starts screaming, Preacher, 
Preacher. Hey, preacher. I turned around and looked. He came running through the fence. He was inside the fence. He waited for He stood there. He said, I'm healed, brother. I'm healed. Wow. I did what you said. Amen. Wow. So I delivered it. Amen. Lord, I want to come back. I need a miracle. 
church and of course we were young in the Lord we were babes in the Lord and part of me was just still I guess I, I, I didn't really believe in miracles and uh, the first revival we experienced was when uh, brother Richard Hancock came to uh, Arvada and I heard a lot of people talking about him and uh I just thought to myself, well, we'll see. We'll see. I heard a lot of uh, impossible things that took place under his ministry, so I just thought, well, well, we'll see. And I always remember the first night of that service when we came and the things that began to happen. And and when I, when I tell you that, when I, when I mention these things, uh, I kid you not, it was an eye-opener for me because I experienced how real God was and is. And it took me to be able to see that. And uh, Sister Martha was talking about the time when a person with that club foot got healed. And uh, we were there and I experienced it, I seen it, I witnessed it. And that, that very experience, man, I tell you what, was never the same after that. And I always remember going home and all my mind is what I seen when I witnessed, when I seen that miracle take place. It's all I could think about. Couldn't even sleep. I had to go to work the next morning and I couldn't even sleep. It was just like, and it wasn't restlessness. It was just awe all at what God had done and all what I was feeling it was just like and it just blew my mind and obviously he did it maybe for a lot of other people that were there but he did it for me I believe because I was the kind of person that said I need to see it to believe it 
and he definitely proved himself. So it was a number of days where I think it was about two or three days that finally it just finally sunk in and, and praise God, that's how much he stirred me up. That's how much he moved me and and praise God, you know, ever since that time, you know, we think about it. We think about what God can do. I want I want everybody in here to realize that. Think about what God can do for you. Amen. Think about what you are facing right now, what you are going through right now. And 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 you know, a lot of times to us it seems like there's just no answer. There's no remedy to our situation. And uh and a lot of times we do everything that we, you know, know that we can do to try to somehow, you know, get past it or overcome it. But you know what it's going to take for you and I to do is just to put it in God's hands. Amen. Believe him for the impossible. Amen. And it will happen. Amen. 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 I think about that and, and amen. It just, he ceases to amaze me. And the way he moves me, and I, and I know it's so, you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but when you see it, when you experience it, when you feel it, there's nothing like it. Right. A life-changing right. experience. The greatest miracle any of you, any of us can receive right now is salvation. Amen. 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 Everything that follows after that, you know, God is good. And he will always be good to us. Yes. And yes. his intent is to always bless us. Yes. Can you can you imagine that? His intent is to always bless us. That's right. Praise yes. God. So we're very amen. Fortunate people. We're very blessed people to be able to come into a place that we are right now and for the Lord just to Amen. Pour out his spirit. Amen. Minister. Paul said something in Romans chapter 1. He said, impart. God wants to impart a blessing. He wants to give us a blessing, whatever it is. God wants to do that. That's his intent. That's the reason why we're here. Amen. And so we just need to let God have his way. And we just need to let him minister to us and praise God. Do whatever work he needs to do in us whatever it may be and, and we're going to see it happen so praise God thank you everybody for your testimony and praise God your testimonies and what you have shared with us it's been beautiful and amen and I, I appreciate brother Javier amen I appreciate him so much him and I you know we uh, I'm so thankful I always remember when they came to visit us in White River and Amen. It was always good to see them, but when he came, it just seemed like he always had something for me as far as scripture was concerned. He's always like that. Yeah. He's always got something for me, and I I don't mind that. Sometimes it's a little correction, and I have I, I take it because he's a man of God. So, Amen. But I appreciate him so much, and uh, and I always let him know that we love him dearly. He means. He's made such an impact on our lives. Amen. And I'm thankful that he's here with us. Sister Martha, I'm thankful that she made the trip. And yes. It's always a blessing to have him. Amen. Always Amen. a blessing. So Amen. I, I want to call him up this afternoon and give the Lord a hand as he comes.
do something a little different. How many of you have a physical need right now? Raise your hand. Quite a few. How many of you have what we call a financial need? Raise your hand. How many of you have a need? Not a want, but a need. Okay. All right. I want us to pray right now. The scripture said he sent out his word and healed. Okay. Praise God. So before we get going and preliminaries and word of God, whatever, just as you're sitting right now, I want you to raise your hand and say, Lord, would you meet my need right now? Healing, financing. You need a car? I need a car, Lord. Need a place to stay? I need a parachute. Lord, in the name of Jesus, my God, you can do anything. My God, you created the earth, the heavens. You created it all. You've done it all, oh God. When you were in this world, oh God, you did so much when you were in human form. And so right now, we ask you to heal, to deliver, to meet every need, Lord, physical, financial, emotionally, Lord. All of it in the name of Jesus. I speak the word of healing, of meeting every need, Lord, physically, financially, emotionally, oh Lord. Someone needs a pair of shoes. Someone needs a car, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Supply every need. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. So good to be here. So wonderful to be here. I, uh, I'm touched by Brother David's testimony. All of them. Sister Betty, thank you. The brother over here, thank you. Praise God. I count it an honor, a privilege to be here. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glad that my little sister Martha and I are here today. But uh, I count Brother Harold one of my dear friends. And what little we can do to uh, encourage, but... I came to encourage, to be a blessing. And uh, I don't know if you remember the, uh, the scripture, that my theme scripture. Anybody know what that was? All scripture. <laughs> if you forgot everything else, do not forget 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable. You're going to gain something. Right, yeah. Praise God. For doctrine. For reproof. For correction. And instruction in righteousness. Praise right. God. I Amen. think I got that right. Amen. Praise God. How many of you uh, remember what we preached about the first night? Anybody? Going one ear out the other? He's a rewarder of them that what? Diligently. And how many of you remember uh, last night that them folks in the, uh, one of the big cities under the Roman Empire, the city of the, by the name of Antioch, they were called what there first? And so we want to follow the pattern. Praise God. I want to share something with you today for a few minutes. 
And uh, I don't know about you, but man, was was that deep this morning? I, I'm kind of a general preacher. I just throw it all out. This man went deep this morning. He went deep. He hit that ball and it went deep. And, and we need it all. The scripture says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastores and teachers. I'm going to teach you something real simple. I'm going to open a door for some of you. Dios es bueno. Amen. God is good. Yes. Dios es bueno. Amen. Why are you telling us that, brother? Because I ran into a woman at Walmart a couple years ago, and I began to speak to her in Espanol in Vermilion, South Dakota. Yeah. Not Juarez, not Huasca, not Pachuca, Mexico, yeah. not Mexico City. Vermilion. Yeah. Speak in Espanol, brother. Yeah. Not just Gringo. Yeah. Or Lakota or whatever other language you have. I was telling the brother, we, we have a, uh, or Sister Martha and I assemble, we have a uh, Navajo family. Navajo, I thought they were Mexicans too, brother. <laughs> We're Navajo. Praise God. Praise God. He died, like Brother Hancock used to say years ago. Jesus did not die for skin; he died for sin. Don't ever forget. And so today, you know, the, the whole thing here is to be uh, someone to encourage, uplift motivate, be a blessing, exhort, rebuke if necessary. But it's all designed to help us to grow in the grace and in the knowledge Amen. of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Like I said yesterday, if you think you got it all, you might as well go home. I can't help you. This man can't help you. These men can't help you. This man can't. The sisters can't help but if you want more of God, like we talked about the first night, if you will just diligently seek after Him with everything you have. Because we live in a world where our Christian world is uh, seeking after God casually. You know, if it doesn't cost a whole lot, if I'm not tired, if I got gas in the car, if the kids aren't sick, We'll go. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you'll stand with me this I always say morning, but you know what? It is morning somewhere. It is morning. Praise God. It is morning. Praise God. It's always in the afternoon somewhere. Praise God. In the book of Colossians. The writings of the Apostle Paul that God revealed to him, some of these tremendous truths, just always just amaze me. The brother has a trademark. Brother Dan has a trademark word. What do you think that is? I am wowed by the things of God. And you know what? The day is coming when we're really going to be wowed. In the book of Colossians, a very familiar verse, Colossians 2 and 8, we're going to read it all the way to verse 10. 
And it reads this way. Beware lest any man, and I will inject, or woman, spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Brother Harold, would you lead us in prayer one more time? We ask you, Father, that you would minister to us. Lord, God, as we open up your word, Lord, we pray, Father, that we have, a, Lord, hearts that we can receive, oh God. Amen, Lord, and that you, Lord, will illuminate us. Amen, that we can receive, oh God, the wisdom and knowledge. Lord, I pray that you would your word in this place, oh God, by your power, Lord. Amen, God, that we can receive, oh Father, what you have for us, Lord. You may be seated. And then what I will call the accompanying verses, Romans, if you will, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God and one more accompanying scriptures uh, uh, book of First uh, John, chapter two, I believe, and beginning at verse fifteen. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is what? Not in him. For all that is in the world, and here it kind of gets down to the nitty-gritty here, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is what? Of the world. Verse 17, and the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but guess what? But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Yes. And so... This morning somewhere, but here it's in the afternoon. Go back to our opening scripture in Colossians 2 and 8. I want to preach to you from that part of verse 8. Beware. Some of you came out of the world like I did. Some of you grew up in sin. Some of you know what it's like to get drunk like yeah. Hermano Harold. Yeah. Some of you know what it's like to smoke them funny looking cigarettes. Yeah. Pop pills. Yeah. I don't know if some of you had the privilege of injecting poison in your arms. I saw a man in San Jose, California 
that done that for many years. He was a heroin addict and God delivered him. And he said one time he poked himself so much uh, it shot out the back. Wow. Pulled a worm out of his arm one time. A worm. Some of us grew up in that. And the world, Brother Dan, would like to grab us and bring us back. Some of you are privileged today that you never grew up in that because yeah. your mommy and your daddy brought you up in the fear and admonition of the Lord yeah. and you're here today and you didn't have to experience uh, some of those ungodly things. Uh, you don't know what it's like to vomit all night long because you drank so much. Uh. But in my travels, Praise God, my dear wife wanted to be a professional tourist, brother, when she grew up. She wanted to hit all the states, brother David. She got about half of them. But in my travels, in the churches I've been to, I see that the world is trying to creep in through the doors. Yes. I see where the world is trying to get us uh, to come back. Uh, I see yes. where the world uh, is trying to lure some of you young ones uh, and say, why don't you try a little bit of this? Uh, oh, you'll feel so good. Uh, oh, it's so wonderful. That is a lie. You'll feel wonderful, all right. But sometimes in life, uh, one mistake uh, is one too many. Yeah. Right. Right. And it will cost you dear. Yeah, that's right. And so the world wants us to come back. The world wants you to conform, brother. That's right. Conform, conform, conform. Come on back. But I'm here to tell you, beware. Yeah. Beware. Beware. Watch out. Watch out. There's a spirit in the land that is trying to creep into our churches, uh, trying to creep into our homes, uh, trying to creep into our hearts. And if you let it, it will cause sometimes irreparable damage. I have a, a verse that I've been harping on. You can ask my little sister. I've been harping on this for quite a while. And I have lost friends because of this verse. And it's a spirit of the world. Yeah. It's a spirit that's trying to cause harm. Huh? Yeah. Trying to destroy uh, the church of the living God. But you know what Jesus said? Upon this rock I will build my church uh, and the gates of hell shall what? Not prevail. Not prevail. The writer of Hebrews and people speculate they guess and all this stuff. It was not the apostle Paul just for the record. okay? It was a second generation Christian who heard the gospel preached to him. The Apostle Paul said, I've, I got it all through Revelation. Yes. Read it for yourself in the book of Galatians. But anyway, the writer, and let me harp on this just a little bit, Brother Dan, if you'll allow me. We're preaching about beware of the world yeah. and the things of the Amen. world and the conformity yeah. of the world. But in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 25, Brother, it just it tears me up. I've lost friends over this verse. 
I've lost friendships uh, that I held dear to me because they disobey this verse for whatever reason. The writer just simply says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, uh, but exhorting one another. And so much the more, Sister Betty, as you see that day approaching. Unless your wife's sick and she's dying of leukemia, then you can forsake that. Unless you're tired Unless you had a hard week, unless you're upset at the brother here because he preached something that got under your skin. So many excuses. Why not come to the house of God, brother Aaron? The enemy will throw so many things at you. And I tell you tonight, today, this morning, beware. 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 Why, brother? Some people say, oh, I don't need to go to church. I can read the Bible at home. Like internet computer church we had a few years ago when COVID hit. I want you to know there was people that when COVID hit, they were still gathering in the name of Jesus. They were still laying hands on the sick, brother, and they were getting healed. They still sung and worshipped. The governor said you couldn't do that. The scripture says uh, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. He didn't give no exceptions, Brother Richie. He didn't say unless you're you're going through all this. No, he didn't give no exceptions. There's none in there. Praise God. There's a dear brother to protect the innocent. I won't even mention his name. He called me one day and said, Brother, can you come over here and help us do something in the house? Okay. And I, you can ask my dear little sister. I, I don't work for money per se. I don't preach for money. I don't do anything for money. I did work at one time for money. Yeah. <laughs> Some people work for free. I, I, I well, whatever. That's enough. Yeah. And so... In my early prayer in the morning before I went to their house, I felt the Lord tell me something about this verse. His wife had some issues. And I said, brother, I felt inspired this morning that maybe your sweetheart, your wife, and every other adjective and verb you can think of concerning your wife Maybe she can't go to church, but you need to go. Yes. You need to go. My dear wife, uh, I would stay with her like maybe every other Sunday I would spend time with her. We'd sing. uh, She uh, she preached to me. Read the scripture. Let's sing. Let's play together. She actually did that, Sister Betty. And then uh, I'm going to stay with you this Sunday. No, you need to go to church. You're sick. You need to go to church. You don't understand. No, you don't understand. You need to go to church. So guess what? I went to church. And so this brother, I told him. He goes, brother, thank you. And you know what he did? Never went to church. They're still not going to church. They're still sitting at home. I reached out to him a while back. Never got no response. When I knock on the door... 
and the door don't open, I'll go to the next door. Amen. Amen. That's why I say, beware. Yeah. Beware. Amen. The devil is slick. Yes. He has more experience than you and I do. Yes. He knows what he's doing, yes. and he will do anything possible to keep you away That's from right. the house of yes. God. Yes, amen. You know what happens at the house of God? Praise God. How many of you have cordless tools? Anybody? I'm a Makita guy. I drive Toyotas and Hondas. Forgive me, Brother Harold. I used to be a Chevy man many years ago. I still love Corvettes. Never had. But I have Makita tools. I have quite a few, Brother Dan. I have a grinder, I have a sawzall, I have a multi-tool, several saw, a lot of trails. They all use batteries. Yep. And guess what happens to the batteries? <clears throat> I was cutting some firewood for our fire in our camping trip the other day. Man, that little sawzall with the right blade and the charged up battery, <clears throat> just like that. <laughs> but you know what? The battery eventually... <clears throat> That's why we come to church. To recharge the battery. To recharge your experience with God. To feel the Spirit of the Lord moving in this place. No, I don't need to go to church. I can just sit on the couch and lay down. I beg to it was designed to gather together. It was designed to come and to hear the preaching of the word. Praise God. It was designed to let Sister Melissa or whoever brother, sister, to lead us in worship, to feel what the brother was talking about earlier, the presence of God all over. Hallelujah. You can't do that at home. You do it here. So I tell you, beware, beware, beware. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Unless you're having church in the house like they did in the beginning. Brother, I don't, I don't know if you ever let your mind go crazy or your imagination. Imagine your name is Cornelius. A man in bright clothing told you to call some apostolic yeah. preacher. And he calls, If when you find a good deal, who do you let know? Any, anybody, what, what do you do? When you find a, let's say they got gas at half price, who do you let know? Everybody. First, it's usually family, close friends, your good neighbors, your in-laws, your outlaws. We're giving honor to Brother Garrison when I say that. And so guess what Cornelius did? Got all his friends family hey come on over we got some high powered guy he didn't use those words that's me but can you imagine you're in his house Cornelius was not a poor man he was a centurion he kind of had a little bit of authority there in his rank and file there and he had his house packed out Peter walked in and what did Cornelius do try to what <laughs> praise God imagine being in a house Sister Martha and, and I belong to an assembly, and, and on, a, on occasion we, we have Bible studies in a house. 
just like they did in the book of Acts, yeah, right. just like they did in the beginning. Right. The apostles said, greet the church in your house several yeah. times. Praise God. But imagine being in the house, Brother David, and, and, and the preacher starts saying stuff, and the day of Pentecost all over again. Yeah. Everybody's right. speaking in tongues yeah. and, and yeah. just wow. God all over the place. Yeah. Whoa, man. But some people say, oh, I don't need a church. Yeah. Let me move on. Yeah. Let me move on. The world wants us back. Yes. The world will throw. Let, let, let me just, for good measure, I'm not picking on the sisters. But don't be moved by the fashion of this world. That's right. Amen. Don't be moved and stirred and, 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 and messed up. Because so and so came out with something. Yep. Oh, I'll look much more prettier if I do this. There's only one you really need to impress. There's only one you really need to worry about. There's only one, praise God, that you need to really impress. And that's with your heart, your husband, if you're married. Number two. And just so you know, for good measure, this is free. All right. Awesome. The second most important decision you will ever make in your life. Yeah. I said the second. Yeah. Is the man or the woman. That's right. That you will give yourself yes. to for the rest yes. of your afternoon. Yes. Amen. What's the first, brother? When you repent of your sins and are buried in the name of Jesus Christ and receive the Holy Ghost and live for God. That's number one. But the world is out there doing this. Come on. We know you're one of them Christian women, but man, they're they're doing it at the church down the street. Yeah, come on. That's right. The world wants you back if you came from there. We're just passing through. That's right. Praise God. I'm on tour of this world. Praise God. I'm on tour. I'm just passing through. Man, let's step on the gas and get out of here. But the world wants you. Don't conform. Don't conform. Don't let the world dictate to you. Let the word of God dictate to you. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have time to go through all the specifics this morning, this afternoon. But when you read the book of Daniel, I love that book of Daniel. Jesus uh, talked about Daniel in the Gospels. But when you look at the book of Daniel and you read about this young man, scholars believe that Watch what I say. That Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, that's their God-given names, their God-fearing names, when they were taken to Babylon, they may have been teenagers. If you do the math, Daniel may have made it till his 80s under the Persian Empire, way Darius, Cyrus, all these people. But when they were taken to Babylon, 
There was no synagogue for them to go to church. Yeah, that's right. There was no, no prophet that came and said, well, you know what? We're going to have church at Daniel's place tonight. But the Babylonians, Nebuchadnezzar in particular, the king, he wanted to set aside some young Jewish boys, young men, to teach them the ways of the Babylonians. Right. Let's brainwash these good-looking young men, yep. bright men, and, and we can go into some of the details, but Daniel purposed in his heart, Brother Dad, we're not going to eat that stuff. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're going to go vegetarian. We don't want to eat that good-looking meat that you probably sacrificed to some devil somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they established in their heart Listen to me. We're not going to conform. Yeah, we're here. They did not win a scholarship to the University of Babylon. They were taken. They were captives. It was not a choice. And Daniel said, you know what? We're going to not conform. He purposed in his heart, we're not going to defile ourselves. They gave them pagan names that I don't... Oh, they're in the scripture. I know they are. But when you read those other names that I never pronounce, it's in the scripture. They're pagan names honoring pagan gods. Yes. It's Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Read it for yourself. Chapter 1, book of Daniel. Praise God. They tried to change them. They tried to get them to conform to the philosophies of their system, to the rudiments of their system. And Daniel said, not me. Do you have that power? Do you have that conviction today? To not let the world tell you how to look and dress and talk? I had a young man come look at my little car that I'm selling. If anyone wants to buy a 1990 Honda Civic CRX, I got one. <laughs> this young man starts sending me texts, brother, with street talk. I could hardly understand what he was saying. Right. Sister Walker, I, I almost said, just talk to me in English. <laughs> I couldn't believe some of the stuff he's telling calling me boss man and all this stuff. He don't even work for me. (laughs) But Daniel and his friends, his companions, said no. And then you know the rest of the story. Do you remember when Nebuchadnezzar got a big head? Said, man, you know what? I think I'm going to build this image. And we're going to let everyone show their loyalty to our great Babylonian system of things here. And when the music starts, how many of you love music? Amen. Amen. Man, I was sitting over there standing up. I I was, I don't know where I was. (laughs) It was wonderful. I didn't even want to open my eyes. I thought, God, this is so good. Just keep going, sister, keep going. And so you know the story. When you hear the music, The law is you're going to bow down to that thing. And so Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Daniel may have been on assignment, brother. 
He may have been off traveling doing diplomatic work. He's not mentioned. But they threw a fit because the music started and everybody bowed down. And they come to Nebuchadnezzar and say, hey, them Hebrews that you put in kind of high positions, uh, they're not bound down. Right. What? And so they created a furnace. We're talking about being born in the fire, raised yeah. in the fire. This was a different kind of fire. Right. This was a killing fire. Yeah. You'll, you'll read where people die trying to get the fire going. Anyway, the, you know the story. You will go in the fire if you don't bow down. Amigo King, it doesn't matter. We will not bow down. And the world right now, especially you young ladies, young men, is putting pressure. He talked about Gethsemane and the oil press. Praise God. The world is trying to put pressure on some of you right now. You got to conform. Man, everybody's doing it. No. Everyone's bowing down to the image. Come on, get down. And so I tell you today, beware. 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 These young men, and you know the story, came were not bound down. They threw them in the fire. And God can do anything. Nothing happened. They're walking around the fire. And then all of a sudden, hey, did we throw in three? Yeah. Well, I see four. They did not, did not get hurt. You know the rest of the story. God delivered them. Praise God. We don't have to bow down to anything in this world. Going to bow down to anyone, it is Him. Praise God. The Bible talks about every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess. That's the one you bow down to. Oh, I love God today. Let's praise Him right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for truth. Thank you, Lord. We don't have to bow down to this world. We bow down to you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. We don't have to conform to any And I see it trying to creep into churches I go to. And I see things. And, you know, it just, you can't do that. Right. I want to walk on streets of gold. Yes. Amen. I was a real treasure hunter before I came to the Lord. I took a metal detector to Mexico and these old adobe buildings, houses. You know, I was young and naive, and I thought, gee, I might find some Mexican gold coins here. I was looking for treasure, Brother Dan. And guess what happened? I found my treasure. I found my treasure. But it took that, brother. It took this treasure hunting thing and, and having your mind and buying all these treasure books and Mel Fisher, if you know who he is, we can talk about it after. Praise God. People looking for buried treasure and Spanish ships full of silver and coins buried in pig fat in the ground and all this stuff. And I thought, I can do that. I can retire at 30, brother, and buy cattle and live in Mexico, live good and eat good and all that other stuff. I found my treasure. I sold everything and bought into 
But I'm here tonight to tell you, beware. The apostle Paul had a companion. His name was Demas. He's mentioned three times in the New Testament writings. And uh, it's, it's sad, if I can use that word. There's people here in Vermilion that are not here today. Right, right now. And and they should be here, but they're not here. That's right. For whatever reason. But let me read you what the apostle he's writing to Timothy, a young man he was a mentor to, a young man he was lifting up in the ministry and helping him because the apostle Paul knew one day, brother, he wouldn't be around. And men like Timothy and Titus and others picked up the slack took the baton and continued to run this race. And so the apostle is writing possibly his last epistle before they took his head off his body. And he just simply says, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica. We don't know what happened with Demas. He's mentioned three times. Maybe he got tired of the persecution they ran into, Brother David. Man, that was hard. Brother Paul, man, we almost got killed. They really hate us over there for preaching truth. We don't know what happened. All I know is somebody kept reaching for Demas. Man, look what you're missing. Look what you could have had. Look where you could have been instead of running around with that crazy preacher named Paul. And one day the world took him. The world took him. The world took him. can't tell you how many people over the years I've been living this way coming up I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ December of 73 brother. some of you weren't even around <laughs> got the Holy Ghost at a, a great revival in San Jose California with our dear friend hermano Ari Hancock I'm coming up on 50 years of living for the Lord I've never walked away from God have I made every decision right no the only one that can do that has that's right Amen. I've seen a lot of people come and I've seen a lot of people go you heard about the 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 parable of the uh, the seeds some fell by the wayside I've seen a lot of brothers and sisters, dear brothers and sisters, that fell off by the wayside. It's too hard, brother. I can't do it no more. Oh, come on. Let's go. I can't do it no more. And the race, beware. Beware today. Beware because there's a devil that's trying to grab you. Come on back. Come on back. Oh, I know you've never gotten drunk, but why don't you try? Beware. Demas hath forsaken me. Demas hath forsaken me. Do you know, here's one for you you've never heard. Do you know that a clean dog, a clean dog. Sister Martha's got a little guy, 
could could have been a, uh, a circus dog, Milo. Good little guy. Do you know that a clean dog, a clean dog, just got shampooed and dry cleaned and whatever else they, you know, shampooed, brushed, everything. Do you know that a clean dog, if he goes and plays with a dirty dog, will not be that's right. Yeah. They'll wrestle and the little paws of the dirty dog and next thing you know, man, I just cleaned you up. Look at you. Don't even come in my car. That's what happens to the saints of God when they go out there and they try to clean and, and be clean, but they're playing with dirty dogs. A clean dog will never stay clean playing with Dirty dogs. Watch who you hang around with. You know what, folks? Listen to me. The world will try to influence you. It will. But let's flip it around. You influence it. You influence the men you work with. You influence your neighbor. You influence the in-laws and the outlaws. You influence everyone you come and talk to. Don't let them influence you. You do the influence. You take the initiative. Brother Dan was telling us, this is going to sound funny, during the break, I've never used that terminology, during the break, that they got invited to uh, go eat with uh, his Muslims, and he brought up something about meat could have been whatever. I said, brother, become a vegetarian for a day or two. Right. Amen. That's right. Amen. Do whatever you have to do to try to win some meat. That's what Paul said. He became all things to all. That he right. might say Amen. Amen. Don't let them call the shots. You call the yes. shots. Yes. You call the yes. shots. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go Amen. to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. And you'll see what, what verses I use for what I tell you about husbands. <coughs> Praise God. Verse 25, Ephesians chapter 5. I'm preaching to you about beware. Watch out. Watch out. I warned them. I warned them. I put preachers and prophets and all these men of God in their life and they walked away. Listen what the what the apostle is writing about what the Lord's coming for. And this is where I get my husbands, love your wives, verse 25. That's where I get it. When I come up and I and I <clears throat> greet the people and I said, husbands, love your wives, wives, love your husbands. This is why I get it right here. I don't like to pull things out of the, the air, you know. Well, I feel. No, no, no. I don't want to feel nothing. I want to see where. Thus saith the word. Right, right. And so verse 25, husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church. And Brother Harold talked about it this morning and gave himself for it. Right, yeah. Died for it. The agony, the pressure, the stress, all of that. That's what he taught us this morning. Amen. Praise God. Verse 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Amen. And that's what we're reading this that's afternoon. Right. That he might present it to himself a glorious church. 
Not a plain Jane church, but a glorious church. Not a common law relationship, but a glorious. Thank you, Jesus. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy. That's why we live holy. And without blemish, so ought men, there it is again, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Hermanos, if you love your wife, you're loving yourself. Praise God. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bone for this cause. Shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. And then he wraps it up in verse 32. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. That's how much he likes you. Don't let the world come into your house. Don't let the world come into your heart. Don't let the world come into your bedroom. Don't let the world come into your living room. Don't let the world come into anything to do with the things of God in your heart, your mind, your soul. Let God be the king. Right. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. In the book of Matthew, I want to say Luke, maybe more. The disciples of John the Baptist. I'm almost dead, believe me. Anybody hungry? <laughs> Man shall not live by what? Bread alone, but by every word. Every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. In the book of Matthew, in the 11th chapter, the Bible tells us the disciples of John, I, I'm going to assume, okay, I'm going to assume that John wanted to make sure about this fella that he baptized in the river Jordan. I want to assume, Brother Richie, that John just wanted to make sure he heard all this stuff. Just wanted to make sure. And so he sent his disciples and they came to Jesus in verse 3 chapter 11 and they said unto him art thou he that should come or do we look for another should we look for another it's not in Budweiser especially Bud Light not in Coors it's not in Jim Beam or Jose Cuervo or whatever I'm making fun when I say that of all the gringos. John wanted to make sure. Do we look for somebody else? Is there somebody else? What's out in the world? Is there anything out there? Heartache? Stress? Pain? And every other ungodly thing you can imagine. Where would you be today, Brother Harold? Sister Betty? If you two would have made other decisions, I don't think they'd be together. No way. He'd be with another woman or two or three or four, and she would be with another man or two or three or four. Where would you be today without God? Oh, I'd be in jail. 
I'd be in a godless grave. I'd be a mess. You know why I get excited about this and yell and scream sometimes? Because I was lost. I had no direction in my life. I had no hope in my life. I didn't know where I was going. And Jesus came and delivered me and set me free. Art thou he that should come, or do we look for somebody else? The Bible says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. Yep. Brother Harold talked about what he saw when he was had a little issue with miracles. Man, it's great when you see something happen. Right. I have to yeah. share with you a, a very uncommon miracle we were talking about, and God wrought special miracles. Mm -hmm. I had a grain of sand in, I believe it was my left eye, for two days. Two days. And the man I was working with, my foreman, sent me to the doctor, brother. Man, you, you, how come you didn't say something earlier? I didn't want to bother you. My eye was all red just a minute. So they sent me to, to a doctor and he turned the lights off. And then he put this thing on his head with a little light right here. And I thought that was only things you see in cartoons or kids' stories. And here he comes. And he put this thing over my, my body, everything except a little hole for my eye. And he started looking in there. He says, oh, man, your eyes all scratched up. Right. Don't. Don't tell me something I already know, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, it hurt. Man, it hurt for two days. And so he looks all over. Brother Eric, can't, can't see nothing. I don't see anything. Let me put some eye drops. I don't know if it was Visine or some other brand. You'll be fine. I'm driving down the road going home, brother. All of a sudden, there it is. I feel that rock in my eye that was that tight. And I get home and I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. And my kids were probably five, six, somewhere in that range. You know. You know kids tell it like it is. Yeah. We saw grandma smoking behind the garage. What? Anyway, so I told the kids, I said, Daddy has a piece of sand in his eye and he can't handle it no more. So we all grabbed hands, my wife one side me, and we all had hands. And we prayed. And guess what happened? A special miracle happened. I felt that little piece of sand go across my eye, go to the corner and go, Doop! God is my witness. God can do anything. He can heal you right now. He can set you free from any anxiety and problem you have. John wanted to make sure. What's out there, folks? Young people, listen to me. What is out there? A good time? No. They don't. They don't show you the flip side. Right. That's right. That's right. Mom, I'm in jail. What? Right. Yep. Yeah. 
and I can say a lot of other things. There's no one else. Right. You young people, beware. Yes. And not only young people, you old people. Yes. Yeah. Like me, this this young They got a big farm, they got all these horses. Yeah. Man, they got a nice new car or pickup. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. They love me. Sure they do. To whom shall we go? Right. What's out there? Yep. Beware. Amen. That's right. Amen. Lord, to whom shall we go? Amen. Thou hast the words Ooh, of eternal life, and Amen. we believe that you are the Christ. You're the right. one. You're the Son of the Living God. Right. You are God. Yes, yes. Right. I don't know where some of you came from. I know where, where my dear brother that I love and appreciate so much, and for what it's worth, I love this church. I love all of you. I, I'm so close to some of you. I'm just, I'm so thankful I'm here. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. But there's nothing out in the world. That's right. Well, they gave me a bunch of money if I stop going to church. <laughs> Keep your money. Right. Right. Keep your Amen. money. Amen. Keep your money. Right. Keep Amen. your pretty vehicles. Yeah. What did the brother say? He'd rather be in jail with Jesus than out in the world. Right. That's right. Amen. 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 Folks, when it's all said and done, right. this guy had a, a thousand acres or whatever. Doesn't matter. What did, what, did, what did Jesus say? What would it profit a man if what? If he owned the state of Texas? Is that what it says? Or North America? He said the whole world. What would it profit him? And lose his soul. Right. There's only one you need to impress, and that's Jesus. Yes. Amen. Stand with me. I love this church. I love your ministry. I love it all. I love it all. I heard a brother the other day, and he said, this is all I've ever known. I was raised in this. I wasn't. Somebody had to pull me out of the filth and junk of this world. I remember when I was driving, this is going to age me a little bit, okay? <laughs> I remember when I was driving my sister's brand new 1971 Mach 1 Mustang that my parents spoiled. I was the baby and she got the car. <laughs> and my friends, get your sister's car. Let's cruise around in that bright lime green Mustang of your sister. And they gave me a pill. And I wasn't really into taking pills. But that day they said, take this. It'll make you feel really good. Brother Kevin, when it was all said and done, Somebody else had to drive the car home, wow. and they 
had to take me to the door, push me to the door, put the key in my hand to walk into my house. And I went to my bedroom and all night long, and I didn't know nothing about God. I heard like people laughing at me. All night long. The next morning, when I finally woke up, I went to my dear friends and I said, you know what, guys? No more of that junk. I started hanging around my two older brothers, Brother Harold, mm -hmm. that I loved dearly. And you know what? They didn't do pills. Yeah. Somebody said liquor was quicker. That's what they did. And I thought, dear God, is this all there is? Is this all there is? Brother Aaron, like when, when you said you went to Denver the first time and you guys, is this all? Surely there's got to be something better. Is this all the world has to offer? And then God came into the picture. Yes. Amen. My mom and dad went for my, my grandma Maria, an old apostolic. <laughs> An old apostolic woman. And she began to pray for her grandson. People would come over to the house and they'd start talking about God with old grandma. And my stomach would turn, Brother Shinoway. My stomach would, oh, I can't hear this. And I'd run out of the house. But you know what? She kept praying. Amen. And here I am today. I say beware, beware, don't conform to this world. Some of you that don't know the Lord today, do you know who tells you how to dress? The world. Do you know who tells you what to do? Your friends, the worldly people. If you're here today, you're privileged because God loves you. And God wants to save you. God wants to fill you with his spirit. God wants to change your life. Amen. With every head bowed, every eye closed, let's pray. Lord, I don't know where some of these people came from. I know where some came from, Lord, a world of sin and ungodliness and the filth of this world, Lord, because I was there. But some, Lord, some of the young ones have never experienced what it's like to vomit all night long because they drank too much liquor. Some of these, Lord, have never popped pills or smoked marijuana or any of that other junk. But, Lord, I wanted to warn somebody to beware because the world will reach out to them and try to drag them and drown them with sin the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ God help us today help us today Lord help us to be vigilant oh Lord help us to recognize when the enemy is trying to get us and we're looking to the world the scripture says looking unto 
the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, Peter took his eyes off of you, Lord, and he sank. Help us, Lord, not to take our eyes off of you. I don't know if any of you need to pray. I don't know where you're at. But I'm trying to warn you because I see a spirit of the world trying to come into churches all over the land. Oh, it's okay. No, it's not okay. I want to walk on streets of gold. How about that? I want to rejoice forevermore. I don't want to worry about the cold forevermore. I don't want to worry about hot temperatures. Uh, too much snow, too much rain, too much sun. I want to be in the presence of the Lord. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Jesus. Jesus. Oh God, you want to come and pray? I don't know when we're leaving, maybe tomorrow, maybe Tuesday. I don't know. But I have tried to encourage you. I have tried to encourage some of you. I have tried to help you. Praise God. I have tried to give you something from the Word of God that will help you that will do you good if you receive you gotta receive you gotta believe let's do this let's just get out from our, our chairs let's just all come over and let's do something I, I preached about yesterday loving one another let's, let's find someone to pray with Let's find someone to pray with. Do you know that we all need more? It's like when you find a good meal, you want to go get some more. Let's find someone to pray with. Let's grab a hold of somebody's hand. Let's put our hand on somebody's shoulder. Husband and wives, why don't you pray together? Why don't you hold your missus? Why don't you hold the man of the house? Why don't you... Grab somebody and let's pray. Let's say, Lord, would you help us? Would you help?